Welcome back to Let's Talk Dog Podcast. My name is B. I'm your administrator and moderator. And these are the ladies of Let's Talk Dog. What's going on, dog people? It's Narka the Dog Guru from Central Florida. Hi, it's Alexis, the Vintage Dog Trainer in Missouri. And our special guest here. <laughs> we have Zoe, the dreaded, the dreaded trainer. Um, we're going to let her introduce herself. So, Zoe, um, where are you from? Where are you training at? How long have you been doing it? Tell us a little bit about you. So I'm located in central Georgia, right in the middle. Uh, but I do serve it. I will be servicing the Atlanta areas as well, uh, probably on weekends. I've been training for just about a year now. Uh, well, seriously training for just about a year now. Um, I did my own, you know, trained my own dog uh, in the past. So um, I am here to, I mean, in the community, of course, to learn um, and just, you know, better myself as, as a trainer. Where did you get started? I actually got started in Phoenix. Um, I got a Rottweiler puppy after, about two years after losing my wiener dog, who was my first dog. And, um, and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, this dog cannot be, I cannot have her being as rowdy as my wiener dog. I was like, I got to figure something out. Uh, I remember looking at her and she was so, she was a puppy, but she was this big and brolic. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I got to do something now. So I started looking stuff up and I started coming across all these different trainers, Norca included. Um, and then I put videos up on Facebook and Instagram, just on my personal pages. And my friends were like, oh, you should do dog training. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't think I like everyone's dogs. <laughs> and they're like, but you're so good at it. I'm like, no. And then I lost my job in 20, 2021. And I was like, okay, well, now's a good time to figure out if I like dog training. So I worked under a master trainer. His name is Yoni Cashlon of Balancing Paws in Phoenix. And I fell in love with it. And from there, I was like, all right, yeah, this is my jam. Let's do it. <laughs> it's my calling. It's my calling. It's my, definitely my calling. So you're in central Georgia. I'm yeah. in central Georgia. You're lying. I'm in Columbus. Oh, you're in Columbus. That's far. I'm in Warner Robins. It's not far. That's 45 minutes. Columbus, Georgia is like an hour and a half away because you're almost near Alabama. That's not that far. That's short. That's like one end of the valley to the other in Phoenix. So that means you're really close to Florida, right? (laughs) I'm only six hours away from Tampa. I used to live in Tampa. I'm also only six hours away from Tampa, Norca. I mean, (laughs) I love Tampa. I'm trying to get down there for my birthday next month. Oh, you're trying. Let's go. Yeah, I'm trying to (laughs) Maybe I'll bring it up. Norca is next to Tampa. Uh, Lakeland? I'm in Tampa right now. Oh. I mean, I'm like 10 minutes away from Lakeland. Okay, you know? got you. I love Tampa. God, yeah, it's dogs, man. It's a beautiful place. I'm jealous. A lot of dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what made you move from the beautiful dryness, gloriousness of the dry heat to freaking oh, Georgia? That's exactly <laughs> what made me move was the heat oh no I'm I miss it so much I was born and raised in Warner Robins I'm a military kid and um I left I graduated from the University of Georgia and I hightailed it to Arizona um to be with my now fiance and I went outside last summer and I said absolutely not we're not doing this again we got to figure it out so we're either going to California or moving back to Georgia and California is super expensive so <laughs> here we are 
I uh, lived in Phoenix for about a decade. You miss it? I miss it with every fiber of my desert loving being. That's insane. Because it's not to me, it's, it's the, the, envir- the environment is dog friendly, but the weather isn't. You know, and you got all these people with you know, St. Bernard's and Bulldogs and Pugs and Great Pyrenees and Huskies. I'm like, Huskies. I'm like, what are you doing? I had a boxer in, in, in Phoenix. You know what we did? Kitty pool. Run. We did have a kitty pool. My dog loves kitty the water. Pool. And she'll sit out in the sun and just sunbathe. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but you're cooking yourself, so come inside. <laughs> Taro came to say hi. This is Taro. Hi, Taro. <laughs> oh, the kitten? Yeah. No, she's just. Oh, that's oh, so girl. Oh, the cuteness. That's a dog. <laughs> that is actually not a cat. That is a small, vicious dog. Oh, beautiful. I love learning. Is that Chihuahua? Is that Chihuahua? <laughs> yeah, I like to cool. call that a cal. It's a calico Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's fun. She's better trained than dogs, I think. So. <laughs> She is actually a really sweet cat right up until there's food involved. She's a I too am a sweet cat until there's food involved. I try to stick your hand in my bowl. <laughs> her and uh, her and Sky share a soul when it comes to food. They have about the same response. <laughs> so as a baby trainer, um that's that word. I hate that's it. What we say that's what we call you guys. <laughs> Can we stay young trainer? Can we stay um, young. Because look at her. She baby faced over there. <laughs> she baby faced over there. Baby trainer. Welcome, welcome. No, I mean what um what are you what are you looking forward to? Like as far as like so, Yeah, like right now I only train puppies. Well, four to nine month old puppies is what I what my demographic is. Um, what I look forward to is, of course, training. I have trained older dogs and I've trained, you know, anxiety cases and I've trained, you know, bite cases and I've trained you know, dogs who killed dogs cases. Um, but that was under a master trainer. And so now I'm looking to work towards just expanding what I believe my capabilities are. I definitely want to work with shelter dogs and, you know, dogs who have anxiety, dogs who deserve a home, but, you know, you can't really place them in a home because they have these issues. Um, so I really want to work, I want to work towards more extreme cases. They kind of have a special place in my heart because a dog doesn't choose to be an extreme case. You there, I like that. Yeah. I am also only doing uh, puppies under a year right now too. Yeah. That's good, you gotta stay where you're comfortable. Don't get ahead of yourself, that's always uh advice I try to give you know don't, don't yeah. put your hands in places that you're not or, put your hands in places <laughs> birth birth to six months is my favorite age and then I I like my own puppy right now is a year old uh but birth to six months is my favorite and then I don't like them again until they're like three <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the terrible twos now the terrible yeah twos. I have He's two in the terrible two. twos I have two that are in the terrible twos and one that is a year old and has just figured out that he is in puberty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> his marbles are dressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he had any, they would be, but he's going through all of the hippocampus released um, <laughs> hormones as well. And so 
he is just a little confused about life right now. Yeah, right. He uh, has a handful. He's a handful. We'll go with a handful. He's a handful. He's also normal, which is weird for me. Teenager. Yeah. He's a normal dog. I don't want your handful. Your handful outweighs all of the rest of my dogs by like 30 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your I'll take your boy. You can keep the girl. I don't want the one that's in heat. Oh, I was gonna send you the boy. He's needy. I love him. I'll take him. He, he's he's also he's right around that year mark of super confused about life and yeah. He's normal and I don't know what to do with it. Raising a teenage dog. So me and so Alexis Alexis and I both have very um complicated dogs uh, and so when presented with our own dogs that aren't like issue dogs we look at them and we're both like ah this is weird it's not weird it's normal we're just not used to it <laughs> and narpa thinks it's funny <laughs> i'm also listening to my dog having dreams over here it's fun it's fun dreaming have a dog dreaming next to me. It's funny. Are they making underwater dog bubble sounds? And twitches. Oh, that's my favorite. The, the, the twitchies. <laughs> so what made you decide to get a Rottweiler? That's a lot of dog. Yeah, wiener dog to Rottweiler. That's a that's I mean that's it's the wiener dog to You went from dog to this is now the size of your dog's head. You would <laughs> your personality should be flipped. My wiener dog was just a handful of dudes okay it was his world and we were living in it and even if he was he was paralyzed for a while and he had to learn to walk again but even through all of that he was just tenacious um I wanted a Doberman because I you know they're, they're smart they're trainable they're powerful dogs um in my head in my before training head I wanted to before I knew how much protection training was I wanted to get a dog and put them in protection training. Um, I wanted to make the Doberman my uh, my fiance's support dog. And I was like, I kept telling her, I was like, I really want a Doberman puppy when it's time to get a puppy. We already had a Maltese, our little pocket pooch. I was like, I really want a Doberman. And she's like, well, they're too skinny and not cuddleable. So she said absolutely no. You feel the ribs. You feel the ribs. I get. No, yeah, like, no I disagree. I had a Doberman for a while, and he was basically a stuffed animal. She said you can't cuddle him because they're too bony. I was like, Bull. I agree. I disagree. I don't. I was like, what do you want? She was like, I want a Rottweiler. And I was like, no, they got stupid, beady little eyes and their big old heads. <laughs> it's like they Great look weird. Cuddle. They're so tiny. Like, why are your eyes so? Mom, it was so small. And I was like, we're not getting a Rottweiler. I was like, we figure something else out. And her birthday came around um, 2020. And it was a summertime. And it was, um, and I just wanted to go look at puppies because I started getting puppy fever. And I was like, you know what? You need to squash this puppy fever. You have a dog at home, but let's just go look. And don't go like, look at puppies when you have puppy fever, folks. Okay. Just don't go be close to humane society. We're like, oh, let's just go look. Horrible idea, right? It's like going to the grocery store hungry. Yeah, you don't do that. So I'm calling around to these places because I'm not sold on a Rottweiler. I'm like, I'm like getting hot. I'm like, do you guys have Rottweiler puppies? No. Do you guys have Rottweiler puppies? No. 
you guys have brought bottle puppies? Yeah. It's not meant to be, babe. <laughs> I'm on our way. So we go to this place in the hood of Phoenix. And we walk in. And I'm like, where are the Rottweilers? And it's two little girls. And I was like, And he puts them both on the floor and Queen, who I have now runs right up to us, her little sister runs behind something. She was just like not feeling us. And Queen was the smaller of the two. Um, but, and there was a language barrier as well, but I'm pretty good at getting past language barriers. Um, but I asked, I said, is she purebred? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, you have to, I was like, all right, how much? Cause my, my fiance is holding, she's like, can, can we have her? I'm like, all right, how much? He's like, $600. I was like, okay, like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I know they started like 3000 I was like, yeah, let's do it, $600, let's get the puppy. And we got the puppy, we brought her home. Now he was, she told, he told us that she was five weeks, which I didn't know was too young until I got home and I looked it up and the state of Arizona says, you can't bring a puppy home until six weeks. So I was like, why would he do that? Come to find out she's mixed. And I had to, uh, take legal action against the guy to get my, some of my money back because he wouldn't give me my money back because her parents looked like Rottweiler. So I was like, the like, price no. seems too good to be true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I know that now. I'm like, you know what? We're not doing pet stores anymore. We're not. If we're looking for a specific dog for a specific reason, we're going to a breeder or we're going to the Humane Society. We, because our Maltese was also a pet store dog, but again, it's before we, either of us knew about pet stores mm -hmm. and their pipelines and our Maltese was healthy she came with her papers queen did not I said do you have papers he's like no it makes it more expensive okay cool DNA test comes back and she is 12 and a half percent Portuguese water dog <laughs> I was like really mm -hmm. yeah. her hair is super wavy you know, I was like, oh, your dog's healthy. I would have never thought, yeah, I would have never, did, never in my life would have thought that. Well, she's got yeah, a long she doesn't look like, she doesn't look like a mixer at all, really. Rod definitely takes over. Sometimes you know, big, goofy eyes, they're big. They're not tiny, they're big. They're big and goofy. They're not, they're beady eyes. Well, at least it's not a doodle, okay? At least it's not a doodle. No. At least it's not a doodle. Oh, God. Could you imagine a Roddy doodle? Uh, uh, uh. Well, <laughs> done. You can edit that out. I edit that out. And people ask all this, why didn't you, why didn't you, um, you know, breed her? I was like, I don't know what kind of, I mean, I know what kind of genetics she has because we got a test. So I was like, I don't know what she's hiding in there. Or she gets what she's hiding know? in there? You're not why is that people's first thing like wait aren't you gonna breed your dog why don't breed your dogs guys stop, breed, stop um, breeding your like, dogs oh dogs yeah like the so sky my my husky pit mix is a beautiful mm -hmm. dog she's gorgeous and the number of people i get up who are like have you thought about breeding her and i'm like no one she's yeah, been spayed me. since she was like 10 weeks old uh yeah, <laughs> two she's she got a little bit of an attitude problem and three she is 50% bully mix. I don't know what those puppies are going to look like. <laughs> you really don't know. And like, I'm like, she does. She has another bite. Queen was cleared for hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia genetically. Yay. But I don't, if, if you got this from someone who you said their dog look Rottweiler, so you just thought she was Rottweiler, I'm not breeding that dog. Are you mix <laughs> a Portuguese water dog with a Rottweiler? Like, who, where? How did that? You have a Portuguese Rottweiler. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. 
I even think like I've got Sen, who's my working line, purebred, fancy pants, phenomenal genetic German Shepherd. And I get asked, oh, well, why didn't you, why didn't you have puppies out of her? I'm like, I didn't do anything to prove her genetics are worth passing on. Right. I didn't end up doing like I haven't done anything <laughs> to actually prove she's worth passing genetics to puppies. And I don't, people, I don't think people like, understand. People <laughs> don't understand that how serious it is. Like genetics matter. Like and especially I, I do. do I know backyard breeders that are breeding Connie Corsos that are just nervous and horribly just. And I don't know about you, but I do not want a nervous Connie Corso. Oh, nobody should get a nervous <laughs> anything, but a nervous Connie Corso. Genetically nervous, genetically aggressive. 175-pound nervous <laughs> dog with a mouth this big. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I've trained some. I've trained a Pomeranian Husky mix. I don't know. I don't know. How oh, Pomsky? But it was a Pomsky. thing. A Pomsky, I have. I so I, I, am a, I love Huskies. Huskies are, Huskies and Boxers are my favorite breeds. They're my heart breeds. They're the breeds I will always own. Um, no matter what else I have, uh, but I have rage, rage, oh. like sheer blind flames on the sides of my face, rage at the concept of people intentionally breeding Huskies and Pomeranians. Um, so what do you do? How do you get that out of the dog? Like you have, this dog has to travel. Um, well, I could tell you the scientific way. Like a few seconds. You take the semen from a male Pomeranian and you oh, put yeah. it into a female Husky. That's already too much. Don't you think that if they can't meet in the middle, that it's a problem? Yeah, it, should, it, should it shouldn't be done. It's an abomination. It should. It is absolutely an abomination, and it is a level of unethical that doodle breeders only aspire to. The amount of doodles we train. It, it, it's. I I trained a bunch of golden doodles, mini golden doodles, some Aussie, mini Aussie doodles. One of them was overweight. Mini Aussie doodles. Um, and then my favorite, I say this sarcastically, a great Pirandoodle. But I tell you that it was the most terrifying dog I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not scared at all. You can show me a Corso, a dog of Argentino, a great Pyrenees and Poodle. She had yellow eyes and they were deep set in her head and they're surrounded by black skin. And she looked like she was trying to possess me with the spirit of Cthulhu. <sighs> And she came up to, I'm, I'm five foot six. She came up to my waist. She was just mad. Yeah, no, I'm good. doodle, it'll be small. Yeah. No, not when you mix it with a herding breed. <laughs> mess. And she had to be bigger than any great Pyrenees I've ever seen in my life. She was yeah. just huge. And she was dog aggressive. Like, this is great. This is awesome. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Might be the Pyrenees in there. Might be big. I mean... <laughs> I mean, livestock guardian dog mixed with hunting dogs. That sounds like a fabulous plan. Throw it in an apartment. <laughs> she was ready to go after all of the small dogs. She was crazy. She had dog to dog aggression. She, you know, I don't know if it was genetic. It had to be because she, because it was, it was my master trainer's sister's dog. She hadn't had any poor experiences with dogs. She just didn't like other it's gotta be it's gotta be the the peer in her because peers are territorial not big fans of other dogs 
all the ones that come to my programs have dog and dog aggression or human aggression. Like, mm-hmm. Pyrenees are not like a family dog. But she was <laughs> real hard to read. Like, even with body language, she just. She had too much hair to read. And that's what I'm hearing yeah. is there was too much hair for and, you to And be able again, to read her anything. eyes were like so thin. But yeah, and she, and they're like, go ahead and suit Pearl up. I'm like, you suit Pearl up. I'm not. <laughs> no. Suit Pearl up, hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. I'd rather. Spaghetti, I don't, he was some kind of herding dog. We had to have him in like a special ironclad cage because he was just like nuts. I was like, I'll take him. <laughs> such a girl. His name was Spaghetti, folks. His name was Spaghetti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'll take Silence of the Lambs over there over the great deer <laughs> poodle mix. <laughs> it was, guys, it was so bad. Like she looked like a demon from hell. I hope they never. I hope I never see one again. I've never. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was an accidental litter, not an actual intentionally bred litter. Peridoodle. Would it, would it be a peridoodle? A great peridoodle. A great doodle. A doodleese. How? How do we have an accident? I can't see it. That's a really bad. I'm gonna say both ran away and then like met somewhere. Heat. <laughs> Heat is how you have an accident. Yeah, but like, <laughs> where are you? Where are these? mother and father in which this accident can happen. Where are the owners? You know, people, that's, yeah, that's people just okay, okay, so you lived in Phoenix, Zoe, and you know how bad Phoenix's dog problem is. It's strays. horrible. It's Phoenix's so dog problem is tons of strays, tons of dog abuse, tons of dog fighting rings. Um, people don't pay attention to their pets. They don't properly... Um, and neuter. Uh, spay and neuter. They don't properly uh, control animals that they aren't spayed or noodled. 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 <laughs> spay or neuter. Um, Phoenix has a lot of dog problems. I didn't know that until I talked to a rescue and they really like laid it out for me. And I'm like, because I'm I was holding this little pit, <laughs> pit, Dawson mix. His name was Dimini. Cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, my favorite. Puppy legs. <laughs> He, he looked like a wiener dog, but he just had satellite ears. Good boy ears. Yeah. And he was brindle. He was brindle. Pain. It was just painful with you. Um, but they said that chihuahuas were their biggest rescue problem in Phoenix. Just a yep. bunch chihuahuas of chihuahuas and bullies. Yeah. Oh I've never known chihuahuas to be. <clears throat> yeah, those I I don't see them often in shelters like that. But apparently, yeah, chihuahuas and bullies are the bullies, biggest yeah. problems in, in Phoenix. Chihuahuas and bullies. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. And like you said, the dog problem, the stray problem, and like my neighbors, for example, my old neighbors, you know, brick fences, they're six feet in Phoenix. Yeah. And so you can't see through them. But I would always hear they never went inside, even during the summer. And you always knew something was wrong because I was always outside with my dog. We're playing fetch, we're training, we're whatever. And you gotta my, go at, you gotta go out at 5 a.m. in the summer anyway. Oh, God. And then they're always barking. It's already hot. I'm like, it's 11 p.m. Yo, it's 100 degrees at midnight. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. Oh, me why I, I moved. Um, but I remember one time I was working at home and my kitchen window is, it faces their backyard. And I heard someone close their back door. I heard a man's voice speak. And then I heard a larger, the larger dog, which I think is a boxer, go after what sounded like a smaller dog. All I heard is, you know, growling and then like aggression and then, you know, yipping because, you know, 
what the bigger dog had to have hurt the smaller dog. And I was like, okay. So I called animal control. I was like, y'all need to come do something about this. They the always bark. <laughs> something needs to happen. I was like, this dog just, I know this dog just got attacked. And I was like, when I peeked over the fence, because I'm nosy, before in the summer, they don't have water. So they tried to do a wellness check, but they ended up keeping the dogs and nothing happened. I was like, Phoenix animal control is all the entire valley's animal control is just so overwhelmed that there's not a lot that they can do. They, I've had to call them three times. That time, the time I accidentally locked my dog in the car because I put the keys in the trunk and I put her in the trunk and I closed the trunk because I thought the car was a smart car, so I thought it was unlocked everywhere. It was not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't too hot, thank God. And then the time my my Maltese got killed by some dog, some stray dog, and. I, well, I called the police and then they took them to animal control, but animal control is like, oh, well, we don't know what happened to the dog. Because I asked them when the police came, I said, please do not have these dogs put down. Like they need to be rehabbed. And I know they were pissed. And I know that if a pit killed the dog, right. I'm like, I'm begging them. I'm like, please don't. And so they're like, we're going to take them to animal control and see if they, you know, if they have, have an owner. Turns out they weren't shipped. Nobody came forward to claim them. And they're like, we don't know what happened. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, they were put down. Phoenix yeah, I, doesn't, Phoenix's um, public animal shelters do not have the space to try and find rehabs. Mm. Um, yeah. No and I love Phoenix. Um, the other problem with Phoenix is that uh, we have the most fearless coyotes that have ever lived in the world. Um, not only are they not afraid of people, they will scale your back walls to get into your yard. It doesn't matter if it is a sheer 14 foot brick wall. They'll do it. It's fine. Ridiculous. Everything's fine. Uh, and then they'll, they'll scale with your dog. <laughs> yeah, they will. Ooh. They will. Um, they also they also stroll through neighborhoods like they are live there they're mafia <laughs> like they just do not care and they are not they're afraid smaller of you. than you would assume they're way smaller uh, than you would they are a lot smaller than you would think a coyote would be but we all it's also a desert um yeah and it's a and it's a desert desert it is not a southern california desert it is a desert desert um <laughs> But uh, but also you get some that are rather large because they're not full coyote. <laughs> so oh my it's, God, I never considered that. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Phoenix is a its own adventure of so many Dog. things. <laughs> um, but I love it there, and I miss it, and I miss the heat and the dry, and the 120 degree summers. Uh, I won't visit Norca between like. May 1st and like November. Why he it is too him. humid. It is too humid oh, for me. Oh, I yeah. won't do it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Humidity doesn't affect me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, look, born in Portland. I am bothered by snow. Snow bothers me. I'm bothered by under 60 degrees. I'm like, I'm super bothered by it. But yeah, I, I prefer the dry. I miss it. It's an for me, <laughs> My partner walking through the walking through my hi Peter. I'd moved Norcus is high. Uh going, I'd moved to Phoenix in a heartbeat. Get your pie out of the oven. <laughs> Go get the car yeah, ready. Get the bus loaded. <laughs> Look, the bus is still in the shop. 
I'm sorry. Um, I have a purple bus that I use for traveling. It's a little purple schoolie. Badass. I freaking love it, but it has been in the shop for like a week and a half now. Purple bus. I yeah. want all parts. I love He's it. picking me up and then we're going to travel around. We <laughs> are. Tour? In a party yeah, bus? I, I'm, it's not a party bus. It's, it's not that big. It's, it's a, it's like a six window shorty. <laughs> um, and I'm going to DC, North Carolina, Colorado. Uh, in September, I'm going to San Diego. Um, I haven't worked out the logistics of that yet. Cause it's going to be warm. And my, and I have boxers. <laughs> I will smush face boxers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love but. boxers. I adore them. What is your favorite breed? God, my favorite breed? <sighs> my favorite breed. Your favorite breed to, to potentially own and your favorite breed to train. Because those are you, those are sometimes different breeds. My favorite breed to train would have to be poodles they're so stinking smart like it's stupid how smart you don't really don't need me you don't need me sir all you need is instruction manual. you can clearly read <laughs> like you can read you can clearly read, read. <laughs> you read. poodles do poodles. know english by the way <laughs> then any other language you throw out them <laughs> you know here me. is the manual go for the world <laughs> favorite to own though i i gosh i don't even know i would say i would get another rottweiler in a heartbeat but I adore cane corsos and I wouldn't, I want, I told my fiance, I was like, we get one, I want a bunch of land and they're going to patrol the land. They're going to do their thing. We're going to be one big happy family with a couple of ducks and a couple of ducks and a couple of corsos. We're good, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they can stay over there on the pond. She wants a goat. And the ducks and the corsos will get along and they will not Goats eat are each awesome. Other. Goats are awesome. She wants a duck. She, I mean, a uh, goat. She wants a name of Billy. She doesn't really want the ducks. She doesn't like birds, but I'm just like, no. I heard I ducks are very territorial and very aggressive. So. Oh, they're mean. That's what I mean. I know they're roosters are. For a fact, I know roosters are. You've been attacked by a rooster? I, I, Charlie. Consistently on an um, almost roosters. daily basis. Charlie, at least once a year. <laughs> it's twice a year this time. <laughs> No, yeah, this I past year I've been attacked by a rooster like six times. <laughs> Where were you? Stop wearing red shoes. Yeah, it's red. It's red. <laughs> they don't like red. They're like bulls. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your least favorite breed to train? Least favorite? Have I come across it yet? Let's see. <laughs> least favorite breed to train? No. Um, I think it would have to be Golden Doodle. Because they're either super goofy and like have no fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm goofy and I can lack focus as well. But they're super goofy and lack focus or they just want, don't want anything to do with you or anybody else in the world. And yeah, and it's just, sometimes it's just like you can't even get them engaged in training because they just rather stand back and judge. Um, they're cats. They're like cats. It's back and judge. Yes. <laughs> we trained a golden doodle he was standard golden and standard poodle so he was massive he jumped the fence i was like 
we were still enclosed in a larger area, but I was like, there's just no way. He said, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I, we're done. You're done. You're done. Yeah, go. How do you feel about Huskies? Oh, I love Huskies. Even though they shed a lot. Finally. I do, I do love them. They're super smart. You know, I like training them. Huskies are dumb. But yeah, training. they're super smart. Huskies come in two speeds, derp or genius. And there's no in between, but sometimes the derps are also geniuses. But sometimes the derps are just derps. Yeah, I adore them. St. Bernard's too. Oh, man. Yeah, St. Bernard's are great. Yeah. They're one of my favorites. That I want to say for Darren just because I want a dog that carries a, a pony keg underneath its neck. <laughs> we had one at the daycare I worked at, and he had a, his collar had a little mini barrel. Oh, that's, so <laughs> like, oh, that's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I want to go to the Ren Fair. Oh my God. (laughs) I want to go to the Ren Fair with my, with my part pony who's carrying a pony pet, a pony keg full of cider in it or something for whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Spend all day. (laughs) Big unicorn horn. (laughs) Yeah. Put a big old unicorn horn on him. It's my pony. (laughs) Just my pony. So, um, will you next be, you're going to go, you're going to go. No, go for it. Norka. So, um, your training style, tell me, tell us a little bit about your training style. Like what's your approach when you're meeting a new puppy? Yeah. So when I'm meeting a new puppy, I, well, usually I send, um, the owner a pre-screen, like a questionnaire. I want to know what your problems, what you think your problems are, what your problems are, what you want to train on, um, things of that nature. And then I, um, I like to see your puppy interact with you. How does your puppy view you? does he walk on a leash you know, can you get him to walk on a leash can you get him to pay attention to you for five seconds you know how are, what is your your relationship with your dog um and then my biggest mantra that I try to push to people and try to get them to understand before I even start training is I'm not training your dog I'm training you on how to train your dog I'm not going to drive the boat and then give you the boat and teach you how to drive um which I mean works for some boarding trains but me personally when I'm in person with you I will show you how to do it. And then you are going to execute, you know, this, this training. And you're going to show me how to do it, right? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're going to show me that you understand how to do it. Um, because if I do it for you, you know, or anything. Um, so I do like to be very hands off with the dog itself. Um, of course, I would consider myself more of a balanced trainer. I did start in the fourth free camp without knowing it. Because when I started training Queen, I um, came across Zach George. And I'm over here watching all of the videos. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay. And it started working. It was working very well. Um, and nothing went wrong. But then I came across Stay at Once Dog Training, came, came across Vinny. And I was like, dude, everything you're saying is making so much sense. And so I started implementing what he's doing. And I'm and as a genius. <laughs> yeah, my relationship with my dog is just going like this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And then again, I started working on our master trainer and it all just came together. So balance training is definitely my camp. Um, hands-off training in person is also my jam. So I like to, I'd like to give these owners the confidence that they need because it's, it's a lot about confidence in training their dog. They think they can't or they think their dog can't, but it's like, she can and he can. Mm-hmm. You guys both can. Voila. Look at this. Watch me do this. <laughs> yeah, I think once you, once you break that communication barrier, it's... Oh yeah, that's how that works. And it's I tell them all the time. Once you guys start speaking that language together, 
Yeah, I've seen trainers that just kind of go in, train the dog, and then they give homework, and then that's it. Like, oh, here, take the yeah. leash. Show me what I just showed you. Show me that you can do that because it takes practice. Like, what we practice and what we do every day, obviously, we get better and better at it. We learn new mm -hmm. techniques. We develop, you know, and, and master our art. And then we expect these humans to just be like, you know, just here, take the leash. Now you try it and not, not explain. <laughs> like, there's so much mechanics behind just holding a leash the right way. And, you know, taking tension away and yeah, it's all in the, I mean, even your body language in there and yeah. there's so much you got to teach the human mm -hmm. and it's a challenge for, it's a challenge for me because I mean, training a dog is easy as the, the, the human, the getting part. the human to break bad <laughs> habits, getting the human to like, just relax body and, you know, it's the hard to really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about? <laughs> I have a, a reactive boxer and um, <laughs> I automatically tense up when I have him out for training. And so Norka frequently is like, relax, relax. It's PTSD. Relax, though. I mean, relax. It is PTSD for a lot of humans because they, you know, they put the leash on the dog, they walk outside, dog freaks out. They have no idea what they're supposed to do. And then they go mm -hmm. back in the house and completely avoid the situation again, instead of, you know, trying to help that dog get through that situation and then themselves trying to get through the situation. There's, a lot of anxiety in the dog and the human. Mm -hmm. and you really got to work with the human as far as like confidence building goes. I know with B, I'm like, B, okay, walk with your B, pass me the leash. Okay. And she, I mean, B's face is like, pass you the leash? Are you kidding? Like, yeah, so like she, give me your dog some leash. Like, relax, pass me the leash, keep walking. Or <laughs> the first time that I met Norka, um, I was bringing her, I was bringing her my, my husky who is my service dog candidate um, for her uh, food aggression uh, because she'd gotten to a point with her food aggression that I no longer had any idea where to even start. Um, and so she, I was like, okay, well, I have to bring another dog with me. I'm going to bring 11. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to bring him. He's a lot. I don't want him to be too much. And Narc is like, you know, I'm a dog trainer, right? And I was like, oh, fine. Like, so please me bring me to. 11. Please actually, so she I told me I had to. Them. And um, this was this was after I'd had an experience with another trainer that uh, didn't go great. Uh, and 11 was far worse than he ever was. And um, so like Sky's still in the car and like, no, and Marcus probably like four feet from me and I'm opening the back, the, the, cause I stuck him in the hatchback of my, of my SUV. So like I'm opening the hatchback and I stick my arm over, under and I grab the leash. And the moment that it opens up and he locks eyes on Norka, he comes out with like the intention to bite her face. Um, like she actually, has, she actually took a step back and he was just like, I'm gonna eat you. Um, and she, and so yeah. Be, like, be standing there just kind of holding pressure. I'm like, start walking, just walk with him, just walk. Walk with him, like, <laughs> like no, no. first thing she said was, uh, unclip him from his prong collar and clip it on a slat collar. And I went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was like, I'm like, okay, walk with your dog. I like to see, like, I, I want you to show me how you walk your dog, I want to see the relationship. So I said, be walk, walk with your dog, you know, and it's hey, heel, 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 and all I see is just crank and yank and crank and yank. And I'm like, that's what I've been taught. He's getting punished, but he doesn't know like what to do instead like you can't you know obviously there's miscommunication there and I, it was it was advice that you received during virtual consultations of virtual training and it, it it was the wrong tool for that dog 
So mm. within seconds, I knew like, okay, the, the communication is off. Like there's no relationship between dog and human. Huh? We had a relationship and then the training started and then our relationship tanked. Right. And it was no longer there anymore. But now it's good. We're doing better. Oh yeah, you guys are great. Great team. Yeah, a whole house full of awesome dogs now. <laughs> but yeah. it was a uh, lack of confidence because B was nervous. Like, I'm afraid my dog's going to bite somebody. I don't want to get too close. And obviously you don't want to put the dog through the stress and then put yourself through the stress. So it was a lot of just kind of chaotic, you know? And all, all, all we need to do is take a breather and like read the dog and you know, kind of like motivate the dog because the dog was just scared. Just pass me the leash. What? Just pass me the leash. What? <laughs> I keep walking straight here. Put the leash behind you. I'm going to take the leash from you. And then you're just going to let me walk with your dog. It was the first time he's in tears. I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> yeah, it was the first time he'd ever had somebody hold his leash that was not me or my vet. Mm-hmm. and he was fine he, I mean he was anxious he was nervous he was scared but he wasn't like he was trying to around. bite Norka he wasn't trying to run away he was just like I don't understand what's going on why what huh why is this <laughs> person walking. so confident <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an option but to walk <laughs> and what fast forward uh, almost a year now right it's been a year in April Mm-hmm. And this guy goes up to people now and says hi and doesn't freak out. He likes, he likes Alexis. He he desperately wants Alexis to love him. And it's easier for B to read his body language and, you know, predict yeah. and prevent. And it's great. We've it's even great. added, he's, he's uh, dog reactive and human reactive. And his reactive reactivity is forward aggressing. Um, but we even added another boxer to my, I have five dogs, to my pack. Um, and I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can and uh dog, he likes boxers. And it took, i love boxers and it took uh three months before they got to be together without a gate or anything between them um of just coexisting and being worked around each other but not interacting and then a month of being on the road and they are freaking best friends and partners in boxer stupidity um they are collectively have half a brain cell it works still working it does work that that coexistence that coexistence i was shooting for neutrality like i was literally shooting for neutrality and what i got is uh two peas in a pod who are collectively dumber than a rock (laughs) (laughs) they're very sweet (laughs) They are. Yeah, they and are. I mean, we, and and you realize that that Levin's not this tough guy that he puts himself out to be. He's a scared little puppy who just needs yep. confidence building, not corrections. And I, not, no. Yeah, and I chucked him. So I chucked him in my bus because I was afraid to take him. And then uh, I was talking to Norka and I was talking to my mentor Shelly, who's the jungle nut. Um, and both of them were like, "Just chuck him in a crate and take him. Just chuck mm-hmm. him in a crate and take him." And so I did, and it went perfectly. By the time that I was in the last week, two weeks of my trip, I went to Missouri um, to where Alexis and her roommate, Lindsay, live. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to let them loose in the backyard because they've been in a car for like two days. Um, and we, what are you doing? 
I'm blessing Alexis. She sneezed. Oh, okay. I'm like, what are you doing over there, you weirdo? I saw it coming. Um, her eyes like real, like <laughs> squinted. Uh, and then I let him loose in the backyard. And inside of like two minutes, uh, he had walked up to Lindsay and shoved his face in her hand because she had turkey and he wanted it. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh no, you can touch my butt if I can have your snack. <laughs> And I'm like, fair. I feel that way a lot too. So what are the some of the biggest challenges you've encountered um, coming into the training industry? Biggest challenges I have encountered. I would say, you know, when I first started, it was confidence. Because when I started training, it was two months after my Maltese had been attacked and I dedicated myself to, cause again, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not scared of dogs except for Pearl, not scared of dogs um, or any breed of dogs. And I dedicated myself not to have any tension around pit because that's the dog that killed my dog, but it wasn't personal. You know, like obviously it wasn't personal because your dog. You didn't like single your dog out because it was your dog. Right. You know, it's just, she was this tiny Maltese and they're terriers and terriers do what terriers do. They go for small things. And it was just, it was the, the situation was a perfect storm. It, it was just, there was nothing looking back. There's really nothing that could have been done. So I'm like, okay, what you're not going to do <laughs> is be scared or timid or angry at the pit, the breed, the pit bull breed. So that was hard to get over. It was hard to push myself through, I should say. Um, and then confidence, because dogs smell it. They smell it, they smell it, they smell it. And they're like, ah, oh, you're new here. <laughs> Freaking rookie. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, so confidence was tough. And then now just being, you know, new to the industry and trying to, um, get my name out there. You know, you get all these great comments like, oh my God, I wish you could train my dog. And then you put your schedule out and it's cricket. <laughs> You're like, wait, where'd you go? <laughs> you just said, mm-hmm. you want to train your dog. Um, and lastly, probably uh, family, friends asking for one-liners that are going to solve their problems. And it's like, this is going to take three hours for me to even give you the bare minimum of what you have going on. And then it's going to take a whole lifestyle change and a whole life. And you're yeah. not ready. My, <laughs> my, uh, I have the opposite problem. And that is I'm the youngest of my family. I'm the baby. And so literally every single person in my family who has dogs who are even slightly problematic, <laughs> my brother, um, is like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking oh, yeah, about. You don't know what you're talking about. He just like, does that. He just does that. He's fine. He's not going to hurt your puppy. No, I assure you that freaking 14 year old dog reactive, human reactive, tiny terror of spite and hate is going to try (laughs) to hurt my puppy. Uh, And I was right. I was right. I stomped my big old foot right down in front of his, in front of his uh, little rat dog's face because he just started charging my, my boxer puppy. Who was only six months, seven months old at the time, mm-hmm. stopped my foot down right in front of him, scared the bejesus out of himself, and peed himself. 
<laughs> you're not gonna bite that's me. That's it. That's a great and my brother was like, point. that was mean, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this puppy is a potential service dog. Let me explain to you how this isn't gonna go. It's that's tough too. And it's yeah, you gotta come out of baby mode once you're the dog trainer because it's like now you have a dog that you have to advocate for. You know, it's not a bad experience. Norca taught me how to advocate for my dogs. So I learned how to advocate for my dogs from Norca. Um, And now Norca goes, you're really mean. (laughs) What do you want? I went from zero. No, you cannot pet my dog. (laughs) Michael, that's a cute puppy. Don't look at my dog. Don't even look at, don't. Don't even think I, no, it. no. Okay. When it comes to my two dogs, who my my SDIT and my and my um, service dog candidate, those two, no, you don't even get to look at them. You don't even get to make eye contact. And it's okay, folks. And it's okay. But I had a- if I have cowboy, my eighty pound mutt of stupid and sweet, you are welcome to love on him and pet him and snuggle him. Just keep in mind, he will aggressively love you back. That's Russell. <laughs> <laughs> He is 80 pounds and a beast. (laughs) I had a veteran tell me I was walking Queenie around Lowe's and we were leaving and she had done great. Everybody had done great. She had her in-training best and everybody was, they were awesome. Everybody got an A that day, except for this man. We're walking out and he is behind me and he said, we're making kissing noises. And I absolutely when I am doing something with my dog and you're making kissing noises. What is the point of you trying to distract my dog? So I didn't realize that he was distracting her. And all I feel is tension and her going back this way. So I turn around and he's there. And now she starts jumping on him. Now I'm correcting her like, no, we don't jump on people. He's like, oh no, it's okay. I'm a, I'm a Vietnam vet. I have a service dog of my own. You have a service dog? And you're it's saying okay. it's okay? <laughs> Give me my dog. Really, we're going home. I've got to get to that. <laughs> I was like, that blew I'm my out. mind that day. There's no way. Like, it's okay. okay. Your dog can be rude and jump on me. I have five other dogs at home, and they're rude all the time. <laughs> I'm like, no way. No. I was like, absolutely not, sir. We finally got Cowboy to the point where he, he has to sit before he's allowed to be pet because he loves children, but he weighs more than most children. And so he has to sit to be pet because otherwise he is going to love that child right to the ground. Queen's favorite pastime was, because she's not around a lot of toddlers now. We used to go to dog parks until we knew better. And there's a lot of... Um, hear me? My headphones just dropped. Okay. Yeah, cool. a little bit. There's a lot of toddlers at the park and Queen's favorite thing to do is try out for the Arizona Cardinals defensive squad every time. Run right through a toddler because <laughs> we taught her how to go between legs. And that's oh, no. And the parents are like, ah, I'm like, can you like not All you see is your kids' feet in the air. <laughs> oh gosh, kids are <laughs> the kids are having a great time. The parents are laughing. Image for this. <laughs> it's art it's comedy because she she was about i don't know maybe 40 pounds at the time the kid is she's strong queen's strong why don't do these kids and the parent i'm like your kid's gonna get thinner she's taking kids out left (laughs) and right and it was hilarious i was like this is this cannot happen 
because she's going to be big and I just I can't have this. I was like, ma'am, please. <laughs> don't encourage this. Don't encourage this. So bad. So uh, Jonas's dog, Birdie, is, uh, first of all, the first dog I've ever met that isn't mine that I legitimately considered actually stealing. Uh, I love her. She's a husky mix with something, and she's got these little floppy. She's a great dog. She's super cute. Uh, She auto-centers. She auto-centers. And uh, I was not prepared. (laughs) The headbutt in the crotch? (laughs) Thank you. I heard it just like <laughs> in mid step by walking through the door to go to the bathroom, like mid step. <laughs> auto centers. I'm just all, ugh. It'll take your ankle. Not ready. <laughs> I tell people all the time do not lock your knees around this dog. She'll take you out. She'll take you out. She'll just walk right by you. <laughs> She'll walk right by you and you're gone. She's only like 70 pounds, but her take Oh, this <laughs> She's coming up on two years in May. So only 70 pounds. That's got to be the Portuguese water dog in her. That and I think we got her spayed too early. Now her vet, I asked her vet, I said, I've been reading studies about early spaying and I don't know, like, is it going to make a difference if we spay her before her first heat or after? Oh, no, no, no. It it really doesn't matter. It'll be the same. I was like, okay. So we spayed her before her first heat and now she's small. And I'm like, She's a, she's a mini Portuguese water Rottweiler. She's a pocket rot at this point. Oh my god. <laughs> mini Portuguese like, oh water god, Rottweiler. She's massive. Like, a water doodle. No, water. Oh, a water Rottweiler. A water Rottweiler. Portuguese water Rottweiler. Oh my god. I want to throw a doodle in there for some reason. <laughs> no, no, my don't throw a doodle in there. Don't you put that label on Queenie. <laughs> She's like, you're a doodle. Because <laughs> she's so goofy and just happy all the time. God bless. I love so, um, what are, what is your experience, what has your experience been like as a person of color in the training industry who is also, do you identify um, uh, as she, her, or you, uh, they, them? She, her. So okay. I do identify she, her, but just under the queer umbrella. Um, so far, the queer thing has not come into play. There's a lot of queer trainers. So confused. So we're doing good. So many queer trainers. (laughs) And Um, you know, I noticed that, and I'm like, my jam. I can dig it. (laughs) As a person of color, it's different because, um, and the the video that I put on my Instagram was just about how, as people of color, we experience these things, these ways of punishment as children that we now take to our animals, whether that's timeouts and spankings and just all of these things that shouldn't have happened as kids that are kind of very cultural at this point to being a person of color. Now we transfer this to our animals and we shouldn't. Um, so I made that and at the end of it, I ended up, someone called me a fascist. I was like, okay, cool. You're a fascist. Wait, but I'm how? I'm a, I'm a racist fascist. I don't know. And he's like, because Blacks this and Blacks that. I was like, I didn't even say anything about Black people. I said, you know, I've got Latinos and Asian people and just all these people of color going, yes, I I hear you. Like, this is a great message. And then this this white guy, he he was really going in on me. Oh, it's the white guy. Why we can't have anything nice? (laughs) We ruin it for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, as a white person, I was whooped too. 
And I was like, okay, go to therapy. Like, I understand. We're all going through that. We're just trying so to tell I, you, stop the generational trauma. What is it? The generational yeah. Stop the generational trauma. Find a therapist. You need therapy. Like, I'm not your punching bag. So um, that's been a thing. But really what I've experienced is a lot of my family and friends of color just saying things like, you know, oh, you know, the dog just needs a good spanking or, oh, give me the dog and I'll have him trained for protection in a week. I'm like, you have no idea what it takes to even make the dog sit. You can't even make the dog sit. Actually about to train it to protective? Oh, I can train Queen to be protective. First of all, Queen is terrified of leaves. So write that down. Can't do shopping bags. Can't. Damn protected shit. <laughs> she hates guinea pigs. Terrified of them. Palm trees? Makes her run away. I don't know. <laughs> so there's, you know, none of that. And but she's big and she looks scary. That's all I meant. <laughs> That's it. And I'm like, I'm like, y'all don't even understand the science behind right. these dogs. Teaching. So what I get is a lot of um, people of color with pit bulls and all these scary dogs, and they're loose cannons, the dogs. And I'm like, Again, it goes back to how we were raised and now you're yelling at the dog Mm -hmm. and the dog doesn't respect you. The dog is not listening to you because you're doing all these things that never gained your parents' respect. But it's hard to even communicate with the, you know, the people of color community because they don't believe me. You know, when it comes normalized is normalized uh, abuses. Yeah, your dog is just good. Something wrong, like... Yeah, they're like, oh, your dog is just good. You just have a good dog. I'm sorry. You think if I didn't train this dog that she would be good? Right. My dog is, op- is super opportunistic. Just She is, I mean, dogs are opportunistic, but she is very opportunistic. You think if I didn't train her? Get out of here. But, so that's really. And a pack full of opportunistic dogs. Oh, yeah. You know, every day we need to train on something of, of just self-control. And that's the biggest thing I face is just really other people of color not believing me when it comes to dog behavior. And it's crazy that it would come from your own community, but it does. They're just like, ah, oh, you know, we don't need to do that. Do you that. find it harder with white clients versus people of color? No, it's way easier. They are more, white clients are more, um, they see Queenie, they see how well-trained she is. And they're like, I want my dog to do that. Okay, cool. Now, what I do see more of with white clients is a hesitant to say no, like no jumping, no this, no that, no button, stop, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but that's that's really it. That's that's so that's the most hesitant I've seen so far. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I never would have expected that, honestly. Treats. Uh, people of color are very hesitant with your, they didn't do anything to deserve it um do you go to work every day do you work at work every day do you still get paid every, every hour day? of your day <laughs> okay so get the dog a treat please <laughs> you'd be milking the clock too shut up dude i'm telling you <laughs> and then there's people it. like me who if you walk into my dog room because yes my dogs have their own room um there is a there's a built-in floor to ceiling shelf that is just fucking filled with like different kinds of kibble, treats, yeah. <laughs> training tools. What are you feeling today, bud? Salmon. Toys. 
I'm like, all right. And they're all, and it's, and it's not like I'm feeding them, you know, milk bones. No, it's like, or a small bag of origin kibble, a small bag of, of, uh, of, uh, Akana, a small bag of Stella and Chewy, like $30, four pound bag of not food. not being sponsored by any of them. <laughs> this podcast isn't sponsored by anybody, but it should be. Like, uh, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it's all like, pretty because i i'm really obnoxious about my dog's diets i'm obnoxious oh same you should see people's faces i feed my dog raw and i throw in a touch of kibble because when we go when we travel i understand people don't want to touch the gizzards and stuff so we do kibble crack an egg over it and that's what she eats in about three days but i do raw and put in the meat sprinkle some basil some oregano blueberries Carrots. Dog eating better than me. Like, my dogs eat better than me every day. <laughs> every day. And people are like, why don't you just feed them uh what what is it? Uh Edigree. blue canine. Yeah, some I'm like, okay, it's a oh, blue buffalo. Blue buffalo. I'm like it is not it has had so many recalls. Like ew. so many. <laughs> we had a boy yeah. train. He was a Saint Bernard. He was from the same lineage as Beethoven, the movie dog the movie dog super oh neat yeah. super sensitive dog very affluent family they paid a lot of money to have him boarded and they bought him his royal canaan now i've never seen kibble so big in my life these kibble nuggets were massive but i was just like you're spending at this point hundreds of thousands of dollars on food and it's no better than pedigree kills a bit mcdonald's you might yeah so i had i had 11 11s my let my boxer 11s are reactive one is a white boxer so let's not talk about how many problems come with that um yeah yeah so he's got kidney and um kidney and bladder problems um and he's got water diabetes and uh so he was on royal canaan hydrolyzed protein but he was not doing good on it he was not like, he was still having trouble with processing his food and he was still having trouble with holding his urine and all the stuff that comes never, along with it. Never had a dog. And I was just like, with normal poop that eats that food. That's it. I'm switching to raw. And I just cold switched him to raw. And inside of like two weeks, he was leaps and bounds better. My mom always told me, she's like, I don't want a big dog because I don't want big poop. And my mom did not want me to have a Rottweiler. She's like, take that dog back. Before it eats you at your house and home, it's gonna eat you in your sleep. And now, eat you in your sleep. No, she, she was just convinced that this dog was gonna go off the rails. And now she's always like, "That's grandma's grand dog." Can you stop buttering that? But um, she was talking to her friend, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, only feed uh, Queen raw, and her poops are so little." Yeah, well, you don't have a lot to throw away. <laughs> you don't have a lot to throw away. So much crap for put in your dog's yep. food. Yeah, literally. I'm surprised my wiener dog lives so long. Because we used to be when I look back, we fed him. Get with it. Wiener dogs live off of spite and um, whatever you choose to feed them. <laughs> and, and scraps on the floor. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, that. wiener dogs I'm live off of spite and scraps. <laughs> he did, and uh, that was my dude. <laughs> that was my. And how old was yours? before past 16 and a half yeah they live so long you got you got like another solid 10 years with uh Snooki's with Snooki over there 
<laughs> like she's old, but she's got a long, she got a long yeah, way to like go. Messed up her back this summer, and like within a few weeks, she was right back at weaning around and weaning around. Yeah, just a little <laughs> lady with a lot of spunk and life left. I, I came and dog sat for Norca, and um, like her, she's got a Chihuahua. Snoop mm-hmm. is the sweetest boy with the stinkiest oh. breath. Uh, but he is super sweet. Like he'd jump up on the couch and then just roll over and look at me like, please pet my belly. Falls in the air. That's all I want. I just want you to pet my belly. Um, well, he does it very, but, uh, very uh, leery about it. He's like, can I trust you to rub my balls? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really right. have that problem. I didn't have that problem. I think it's because Russell adhered himself to me, like <laughs> Velcro, that I Russell's the bully. Russell. Just through the screen, yeah. I'm like, dude. He's annoying. I buy him collars. I buy Russell presents. <laughs> <laughs> the two dogs I've fallen dog. in love with on social media is Russell. And I don't know if you guys follow Sailor Jerry, her dog Enzo. Enzo's a cutie. <laughs> Enzo <laughs> is <laughs> Enzo's a whole personality. That's it. That is exactly that dog it. is an entire personality wrapped up <laughs> in the prettiest boy. Um, but yeah, so Russell decided from the moment I walked to the door that he loved me and that that was it because I am the person who brings the treats um and I freely give them for simple things like sits and listening apparently I starve my dog so he gets no um if you ask that if you ask Russell's chunky butt he's never been fed ever it's never oh Mm. mind you he serves himself breakfast every morning (laughs) he just runs in the yard and grabs a couple of eggs and Dude, I need a little bird poop, and then he comes in and says, "Hey, don't you have to feed me too?" And <laughs> you just had si- you just had well, a my six dog egg raw, raw omelet. You're raw fine. Too. I feed my dogs raw too. That's yeah. really raw. I mean, that's like fresh out of the oven raw. He's like, "Oh, this one's still warm." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize it. We we start noticing when we're like, "Damn, the fucking chickens have not laid eggs in, in a while," and then we start seeing like shells here and there. I'm like. Do we have little chicks somewhere? We haven't seen them. Like, what's going on? And then, there, mind you, the coop has like two stories to it. So he has to climb. He has to walk in and then climb up and oh, then go up. to the back of the coop. So like, we're in the back and all you see is his tail, like in the second floor of the coop, just kind of wagging. Russell, are you eating the fucking eggs? He was eating the fucking eggs. <laughs> so yeah, every morning, he you know, doesn't go past the, the little bird feeder we have in the back because he just serves himself breakfast <laughs> his coat is very shiny though. I get, I get too. he oh, does have a real pretty coat. coat he does <laughs> it's the eggs um, it's, gotta, it's gotta be yeah i was uh so so i've been doing lives on my tiktok where i'm like making my dog's breakfast and somebody commented your your dogs eat real good and i'm like yes <laughs> the answer is yes that is that yes what are you giving them well this is their because i because i don't want to uh fuck up their their like dietary needs so i buy either albrights uh, well i have some darwins right now which i don't normally buy but because it's expensive um but uh i have albrights which is what i which is what i feed 11 um and then i feed primal which is what i feed my two girls and then my other two eat kibble well one eats kibble the other one eats kibble and some raw uh, and like I'm chopping up some, I think it was beef kidney. <laughs> like, what is that? I'm like, gross. I assure you, it's gross, is what it is. <laughs> Dude, I'm Being from the country, I'm used to like gross stuff. 
But sometimes I just look at Queen and I'm like, there's no way you're going to eat this. You're going to eat it? Yeah, eat it. <laughs> she doesn't like beef, the beef kidney and the smell was terrible. Like I can't, I oh, it's, it's gross <laughs> and uh and so like I chop it up and I offered it to my to eat to each of my girls and both my girls were like oh yeah hard pass and like, how are you, both how of you? my boys who eat who, one who eats full raw and one who eats partial raw didn't even notice I stuck it in their bowls oh. <laughs> <laughs> like how are you a carnivore queen has eaten raw her entire life except for one week when we first brought our home and he doesn't eat with the liver treats like the dried liver treats i've never tried it because i'm like i don't know if it's like are you like a texture person queen or do you just not like the flavor so i do have to try i have a feeling in my heart that she would smack the liver treats i just need the texture of it raw because it's pretty gross texture yeah she just picks it up and she just makes the most disgusted face and i'm like okay i'm just joking. i don't like beef liver either my three boys can't figure out how to eat turkey necks. Oh, like she want them? They can't figure it out. <laughs> it just confuses them. The girls are both like, "We're here. We, we're going to eat this in seconds." But my boys are like, "Do I just lick it?" <laughs> Do they like throw Boy. it around and play with it? Yeah, like they try and they just can't figure it out. I'm just like, "Oh, God, it's Queen a good thing these three are pretty." Edible. They don't realize things are edible until, like, Queen doesn't realize, like, tomatoes, she can keep a tomato intact for hours until she accidentally bites it and goes, oh, yeah, I can eat it. Yeah, it's the thing to eat. I'm like, yeah. But we just gave her a new chew toy yesterday that's only made for chewing, and somehow she managed to eat that. I'm like, I don't understand. You don't make I Give me the bone. We're done. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, hopefully I have taken on dog training full-time and it supports me. Um, I have not, (laughs) I have not determined if I want to do board and trains. I do right now. I don't desire to do board and trains. I don't want all those dogs in my house. I don't want to be responsible for all those dogs. I I'm good. I'm good. But what I would love is a facility that is broken up into um like the needs of dogs herding dogs sporting dogs um dogs who like water and just the real cutesy dogs figure something out we'll let them run we'll let them swim whatever they like to do they can do it um because i really 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 want to drive home to people what their dogs were made for there's not a lot of working dogs out there now like because there is in georgia ornamental oh there is in georgia there is in georgia they're, they're trained. My friends who have hunting dogs, trained, boom, done. But I would love for people who have like, um, God, so many Aussies in Phoenix. And they're just, I don't know why they keep chasing my kids and biting their ankles. Hmm. I don't know. Ever researched your own breed there? <laughs> like, what did you do before you got this dog? I, did you Google? Because I just feel like if you Google. You know, Google's free. People don't Google. They just say, I want a puppy. And they show up and pick up a puppy. They want an Aussie, right? Or they just want a carrier. Oh, my dog keeps killing squirrels. He's a rat terrier. I don't know. It's a genetic thing. Uh, Yeah, it's a thing. Rat terriers, they can fly. Did you know that? (laughs) Did you know? I really want that. Terrier. It's in there. Yeah, I want to drive home for people 
what their dogs are capable of. Because people don't know. Or they know and they try to suppress it. Like you so it's kind of like you want an education yeah. center. Like you want to do yeah. an education center. Absolutely. Like yeah, you want a border collie, awesome. now what? What are we going to do with a border collie? Because we're not about to sit on the couch all day. You're not going to be happy with that. Because half your dining room okay. table will be gone tomorrow. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we doing? Let's figure it out today. You bought yourself so a, German, a German short hair pointer and you're not a hunter. What are you doing? I've had people talk to me like, oh, I want this puppy or that puppy. What should I do? Well, what's your lifestyle? What do you do? Like, I want to insert super athletic dog here. I want a Vishla or a Rhodesian Ridgeback. What do you do every day? What do you do? What's your schedule? Go to work, yeah, come home, cook dinner, go to sleep. I'm a homebody. Uh, yeah, I don't do anything. Get a pug. <laughs> That's really your only option, I think. Get a pug, get a cat. A lots of opso, a pug, a Papillons, papillons are Please literally no, just lap are, warmers. They're evil. Those are evil. They are not. They are not. <laughs> Their owners make them evil. I'm like, wh- I-, I just don't understand. Well, I want a dog who's going to hike with me. Okay. How often do you hike? Every weekend. Like just once, only once a week. <laughs> Maybe you should get a boy. Get a lab. That's the concept. Get a boy. <laughs> get a lab. Get a boy. Get a man. <laughs> I've seen a lot of overweight labs in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And it's just so nuts to me. Yeah, I see a lot of overweight labs and overweight, overweight Rottweilers a lot. Yeah. I'm like, why is it so big? Oh, overweight boxers. I don't even I know how you get an overweight boxer. How do you get an overweight boxer? How do you know if your dog's overweight? Go to their tail, and if there's a little fat on tail, your dog's <laughs> If that <laughs> has made it to your dog's tail, we need to talk. Yeah, like, that's, by I that saw point? something horrible the other day. The dog was just having trouble breathing, period, because he was so fat. But the tail on this dog was like, just fatty dude, boxes. it was fat, like legit, like fat, and then it like had a lump on it, and then it was the rest mm-hmm. of the tail. I was like, the dog had like cellulite, like little rolls of. Like, I'm not the most active person. Like, I'm really not. I'm not a super active person, but I have two boxers and I still don't know how you get boxers fat. Your dogs are so active. (laughs) I'm active with that. Oh my God. I have. I've seen a lot of fat boxers. It it makes, it actually makes me see red. Like if I see a, if I see a fat boxer, I literally have to walk the other direction because I'm the person who will be like, let me explain to you how you're killing your heart-sensitive breed dog. Oh, I've wow. seen overweight pugs. I've seen overweight wiener dogs. Overweight wiener dogs are pretty common. Mm-hmm. Ours was overweight for a while because she Shepherds. got fixed. And we start, my mom started feeding him old Roy because she wanted him to enjoy vet food. Cool. She didn't read the label. And it was old Roy for outdoor dog in the winter. He blew up like a balloon. And my mom was like, all right, we're going. They ran five miles a week. <laughs> and my mom was like, absolutely not. We're getting it. Let's go. Yeah, with smaller <laughs> like, like that, too, you got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. And he ended up with a slip disc that he recovered from pretty quickly um, because of his weight. But uh, I think that he recovered from it quickly because wiener dogs are made of spite. <laughs> Even right. after he was paralyzed the second time, like the second herniated disc, he learned to, he, he was mobile again. He couldn't do as much. He could not jump, but he could get around. 
And I would tell my mom, like, I take him to the field to go work out. Like, I'm working out. He's just in there. And I was like, mom, he ran. She's like, he did not run. I was like, yes, he did. He's fueled by spite. He just ran. He took off. He's like, fueled by spite. That dog cannot run. Like, what about he did. Oh, yeah. He's like a little old man, but they <laughs> me when I was dog sitting her, kept jumping on the couch and I kept having heart attacks. I know. <laughs> well, she was yeah, recovering from her from her yeah. back issue. Yeah, and Norka's like, she fun. can't be on the couch. But I don't know if you know how fast weenie dogs are when they want to do something. <laughs> when they see but, you coming uh, and they want to complete their mission, it is yeah. comical. It's the little legs. It's all oh, it's my God. Legs. And it's the way to cut corners with the legs. And the ears help a little bit too. (laughs) Definitely think the ears have a lot to do with it. (laughs) They're my favorite. So yeah, it sounds like what you want is an education center, which I think sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. That is is I want to give dogs a chance to fulfill their purpose, even if it's just this much purpose. Because, you know, again, a lot of drive has been worked out of a lot of dogs, but you still got it in there. So let's yeah, I think it's important they too don't. that people actually know what their dogs are capable of doing because people yeah. not, a lot of people don't know what their dogs are capable of doing. Like, yeah. Because they're just there existing. Like and it's there. You, you give your dog purpose. My my aunt came over yesterday and she's like, Your dog is so strong and her her muscles and her body. I'm like, we're outside every day training for strength, we're training for physique, because this dog is gonna look good. Like one time, my fiance's like, mm, she looks like she's getting fat. I was like, absolutely not. We're going Let's outside. Go outside. Sit down. Let's sit down. Flat. Sit down. <laughs> I was like, queen up, down, up, down. Not that way, but this way. <laughs> you gotta get in shape. You gotta get your summer body, girl. Let's go. I uh, my bully mix's purpose is um, she is in fact my recycle bin. I just give her boxes and she makes it into small pieces for me, and then I pick up the small pieces and put them in the recycle bin. And she has had the best time ever, and she loves every moment of it. Uh, and she's not getting fat doing it. <laughs> exactly. My winter dog. Enrichment. <laughs> unwrapping Christmas gifts was his jam. That was his jam. He was good at it. He was the Christmas unwrapper. All you had to do was start a little piece, and he could get it going. You're great. Good job. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> so, if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? What breed? I would be. A poolie because of my hair. They have dreads. I have dreads. I'd be a poolie. Fair. Fair. A black poolie. I ask weird questions. What would your fiance be? (laughs) Oh, gosh. My fiance would be. That's a lot of good questions. Okay. My fiance would be. She would be. Honestly. She would probably be like the most stoic dog you can think of with energy. Golden doodle. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also pretty. Like she likes she likes girly things. So, oh, just a golden uh, retriever. Okay. A boxer. No, she golden retrievers be, are not stoic. That is some bull right there. <laughs> she would be a multi, a show line multi. Oh, with like, the really like, long hair and the little. Oh okay. yeah, just right. the long hair and the bow. Yeah, poo commercial the, hair. Pet me, I'm pretty. That's pet me, I'm pretty. <laughs> pet me, I'm pretty. <laughs> she tells me all the time. She's like, "Why aren't you petting me?" I'm like, all right. Gotcha. <laughs> you just need to put a just. You feel better? She's like, I just need a fingertip. I'm like, oh, I need a fingertip. 
I love you, my little Maltese. You, <laughs> my little Maltese. That's her. Her and her little her, her Maltese. They were. I'm like, I get it. I see why you got a Maltese. And that was the one dog that she kept through all the years because these other dogs were other people's dogs that came and went out of her life. This dog, best friend. I was like, I see it now. I get it. That's the guy <laughs> for me. She's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like dogs. Well, you love Sky. Just kidding, I love dogs. <laughs> Sky is a derpy ass dog, though. Sky <laughs> wants Alexis to love her face. too. So, do you have any questions for us? Yeah, did anyone ever ask you guys to train their cat? <gasps> no, we got Alexis here for them. Yeah. Hey, Alexis. You train your cat? I guess. You do? Two, three guys. Yeah, people do ask to train husbands, train their kids, train their cats, train. Husbands are a no for me. I can't just get through to them. Dog. I mean, I would train husbands, but it would be a very expensive. Expensive. And I would require that they um, buy an e collar so that I could e collar <laughs> train them properly. Husbands are a pain in the ass. It's husbands have to have an e collar. It's required, unfortunately, with that breed of human. The ego, yeah. No. <laughs> People ask me to train their cats all the time, and I'm like, I don't think I train cats. I don't know. I don't do cats. I have scars to prevent. I don't do cats. Oh, almost got killed. Marco was recently traumatized by a cat. I almost got killed by a cat. Oh my god. We can have to kill. I generally, if I get like a random DM from somebody, it's always cat training. Like I very rarely get dog training questions, but people don't see. They, they don't really see people train cats and so I have some videos up training the cat and so I've had like random people that are just like I need your help oh my god I know like, who to reference people to now she's like there's not much I can do from across the U.S. but I can try <laughs> oh my god yeah I haven't, I haven't mastered that I am uh I am teaching my calico to sit and by teaching, I mean luring her into a sit position and then trying to get my fingers out of the way quick enough before she eats her treat. <laughs> They're very violent creatures. They are. I did sit with leash pressure. Mine's too food aggressive to lure a sit. So we did leash pressure for a sit. <laughs> she has a, wheel, a really well-trained cat. The little, it's actually impressive to watch. She's crate trained too. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Is crate trained. There's not a lot of cats that are crate trained either. I don't think about crate training cats. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's crate trained. She's least trained. She has better recall than the dogs most of the time. She has to sit on place and wait for her food because otherwise she attacks you. But so she has to go sit and wait for the okay to eat. Structure, baby. Meanwhile, I'm over here like my cat's box trained. I can get her in the bot in a box to take her to the vet, but it needs to be a cardboard box or I'm gonna lose a limb trying to get her back out. <laughs> uh, no, B got my to walk through like this ladder obstacle course that got set up in our living room. And the cat just on a leash went across the ladder yep. and turned around, went back across. I have nothing better to do with my life than train my cat. That's dope, though. I don't know if it I can is. It is actually really impressive to watch, especially in person, like, because it's a freaking cat, and who expects a cat to respond to leash pressure? 
exactly. Who expects a cat to respond to anything they don't want to respond to? <laughs> like, well, no, Dot, Dot is snap trained. Like I've snapped, I've snap trained her to numbers of snaps for things like a sit and an off. Um, but that's as far as we've gotten. And then my original service dog died and she didn't come near me for two years. So, oh, she was raised by him. I got her when she was six weeks and he raised her. Mm. Um, because I thought I got myself a kitten, but that was an incorrect assumption. Uh, what I got was my, my boxer got a kitten. Um, and I got to watch him raise a kitten and pay the bills on the kitten. (laughs) (laughs) And so when he passed away, she wouldn't, she, I didn't see her for the first seven months that he was gone. I didn't see her, which is in feet because she is a 17 pound cat. Um, what? oh, she's beast. She's huge. That's a big girl. Um, and then, uh, when I did see her, if I went near enough to her to be close enough for her to hit me, she would, um, with claws for like four more months. And then the rest of the time she just tolerated my existence, but wouldn't come near me. I couldn't touch her till like a year ago. It's been three years since he died. Oh, Oh yeah. He's going through like, like I guess hold. this guy's not coming back, so we, we can be friends now. <laughs> cats hold grudges. Yeah, I don't think Mine's not a cat. I don't know what yours this is. Yours is not. It's a small it's a vicious dog. It's a feline dog. It's a cal it's a calico, it's a calico chihuahua. She's only four pounds. She's a calico chihuahua. Oh. I have another question for you guys. What is the craziest training request you've ever gotten? Mm. I just opened my company in December. I haven't gotten any weird ones. I have one client. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I get the usual like pet people trying to like make their pet dogs serve as animals. Mm -hmm. That one's pretty common like mm. I've had someone ask me to um teach someone in Washington state how to get their dog to retrieve beers from the fridge hey we want to see big for that from divine canine <laughs> I was like yeah I was like go oh. check out Vic from divine canine if you want to your dog yeah I was like I'm not your girl I was like, are, are they obedience trained no do they know anything <laughs> I mean, this time the the shepherd, she puts groceries away and moves clothes from the washer to the dryer. My dog is Jesus. Got it. I swear. We're still working on her picking things up. (laughs) Look, I'm still working on mine, just not being assholes. Sometimes it's genetic. I mean, hey, you have to love them where they are. I I tend to get the, the requests from people that should never like shouldn't even consider their pets to be service animals and they're well i mean if we do this training with my dog no your dog is not a candidate never, ever. For service animal it's just not and just, that's what i had you are in queen you, you don't need a service animal so yeah i had to realize with queen i'm like you're, you're no good i love you but you're just no good for service not for you you're good yes you're done you're a very cute pet I get dog. The, I get the ones that <laughs> I get the, the ones that have like nervous dogs or like real fearful dogs asking mm-hmm. about like protection work. Like, hmm. oh no, I, I think my favorite one for you, Norka, was so. do you know a medium? First of all, a medium is for ghosts, not for talking to pets. Whoa, do you know a medium who can tell my dog it's okay? 
yeah i mean i had a lady like in like for real life and for real life person like asking me if i knew a pet medium and i was like what do you need a medium for well we were in a house fire and my you know my dog's just really scared of everything and i was like you just need to build confidence you can do that through training she's like well i just feel like she just needs to talk to someone and i was like <laughs> like you need some confidence building because you're living First right of all, here ma'am, your dog. Ma'am, <laughs> a medium is to talk to ghosts and your dog is alive. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to this guinea pig from 22 years ago and it told me that no, <laughs> I can't. I mean, no. Like what you're asking for I, is a pet psychic, but what you're also life. asking for is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> never met but, anyone in real life who can like, like talk to animals like that i mean i i have my connections with dogs and i feel like i can communicate with dogs in ways other people can't but and any good tra dog trainer out there has that you know but mm -hmm. as far as like let me sit but here now you're also a medium let me breathe, breathe with your dog and be one breathe with me dog <laughs> like you know like, I, can't, I can't like it's not like it's not my hands on him <laughs> and breathe with the dog just be with the dog I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> this dog no that's interesting no I, I a think, pet therapist yeah there's mediums out here and there, there's someone on tiktok i'll tag you um oh alexis <laughs> yeah uh i think the weird one i get all the time is people also find out i teach yoga and so their first thing is like you do dog yoga right that'd be great i think you can because dogs <laughs> mimic and i've seen so many people trying to do yoga and their dog's just like hey i can do this too I think, like I think. the only crossover between dogs and yoga is proofing a place command while I do yoga so you don't get humped <laughs> yeah like I don't need to be bothered and bugged while I'm doing yoga so like and most dogs are like why are you upside down and then standing on your my head level weird stuff uh, the closest the closest I've come to that was me and my sister got shit faced and did yoga in my living room with my with when I only had Sky and Bandit and Bandit wouldn't stop licking my sister's face and so I collapsed over in laughter while trashed <laughs> doing yoga. Yeah, like, like a the dogs are classy super bitch. <laughs> dogs are interested and in they they think it's weird and they want to be up in your business, so I use it to proof my place command. Like if they can handle me doing yoga and just sitting on place they can handle just about anything else while they're on place. Yeah. That's a darn good idea. Yeah, I foresee, I foresee many more odd requests because- They're yeah, weird, yeah. Guaranteed. 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 Yeah, I want my beautiful, reactive, lungy dog to be protective and confident and- <laughs> protect my house but at the same time i wanted to be okay for my family members to come over and bring their kids and their dogs so yeah it's just it's like, oh, expectations my mom the confidence that it takes to be a protection dog and i'm like never she'll never my mom when i told her i was traveling by myself uh with just my dogs was like oh my god are you gonna be yeah. okay you're traveling alone i was like mom i'll have my dogs i'll be fine she was oh they'll protect you and i was like oh no they won't you're right that's not what i meant <laughs> no. uh, 11 will scream from his crate uh sky will bravely hide underneath my legs mm -hmm. uh, and bark furiously from behind me uh and hey, gambit will like attempt to love them to death as long as it looks like it's protecting you yeah uh so that's so when i'm traveling doctor. if i'm at like a uh like a rest stop i'll just let sky out of her crate and crack the windows because she's got that big husky bark 
<laughs> and will bark if anyone gets close. <laughs> yeah. I try and I'm to like, that's right. Now that I know Queen has absolutely no hope in protection, I use my scary dog privilege and I we've taught her how to bark at things that have caught her attention on command. And so I'm like, you know what? As long as it looks scary, that's all I need. All I need is time to get away. And <coughs> don't come over here. <laughs> the person's scared of dogs and the dog barks, it's scary. We're good. People cross the street before Queen even looks their direction sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you guys have no idea, but okay. He really just wants to love you and place yeah. between your legs. <laughs> yeah, and take you. She wants to wrestle. She's actually a UFC fighter. <laughs> All right, so what we're, we're going to go ahead and put your um, your contact information, so just your Instagram, right? Instagram and TikTok are the same, at the Dreaded Trainer. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so we'll put that below so people know where to, where to contact you at and put your area of responsibility that you do um, right. so that they know how to get you. But I think that we should probably wrap up because it's 8.45 and I have to be at work at midnight. Oh, wow. I'd say my nose up. So anybody got any last words? Oh, it was just awesome. No, it was with you guys tonight. It was fun. Uh, Zoe, I will shoot you my phone number since we are really close to each other. Uh, we can too. meet up. Yeah, maybe sometime. you guys can like <laughs> come through Tampa, maybe, and like maybe, maybe go to Tampa on the way and just head Absolutely. over. Absolutely. Yeah. Take my beach. Meet up on the beach. My dogs haven't Most been to the beach, on the beach yet. <gasps> no, there's like so many dog beaches around here. Yeah, like but I'd have people. to take Sky to a dog beach. I don't know how that'd go. <laughs> you mean you're gonna bring Sky so we can go to the dog beach? Yeah, I'm gonna give you eleven so you can manage him while I have Sky. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can find uh, you can find Zoe at the Dreaded Trainer on TikTok and Instagram. You can find us at Let's Talk Dog Podcast on all the things, um, and we will put her contact information down below. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Let's Talk Dog Podcast. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Later, dog folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.